Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. And welcome, welcome all back. We're another another normal one. We've got a we got a special one planned in a, in a bit. We were going to do a Batman spoiler cast today because we all saw it. Yeah. Um, but we will see that. We're going to be doing that with Matt. And so that'll be probably next week. Um, I'd say if everything goes correctly. But uh, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I guess real quick. <coughs> I guess like your one sentence spoiler free thoughts on the Batman. Like a very small you know, it, snippet. It good. It good? Yeah. It very good. Yeah. It, uh it's like I told Luke when we were leaving the theater. It, it's the first Batman movie in live action that I've watched that actually feels like reading a Batman comic. And that is very invaluable. And uh very noir focused and it's just very good and I recommend everybody see it. It, yeah, if you're a fan of, like, if, if your favorite comics are, like, Long Halloween, Hush, or, like, The Court of Owls, where it's, like, the detective thriller side of that, yeah. you'll like this one. Which is my favorite part of Batman, so it was right up my alley. Like, I'm cool with action, Batman, like, regardless of how, how much I think of that movie, mm-hmm. the warehouse scene in Batman v Superman is still sick as fuck. Yeah, I completely agree, and there is a lot of good action in this one, but it is like kind of an afterthought which is nice um but paul dano as the riddler absolutely amazing killed it i love that he has basically become a meme with that uh that scene in the um the interrogation room or whatever no 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 no. (laughs) i've seen like so much of those now like on TikTok or on whatever. That and my new favorite TikTok sound. Yeah. <laughs> Something's in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> like every TikTok he has sent me in the past like week has just been that sound. It's just the perfect sound. It's I mean it's great. So like I'm I'm not I'm not going to sit there and be like no, but like dude, it's it's so I, I love that this... By the way, this movie's already made apparently like 500 mil. Good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm real hoping. It looks like vampires do turn into bats. I like that... Uh, speaking of that, I like that the... the Oh, it's the guy from Twilight is just gone now. Yeah. Well, people are just going, hey, that was actually pretty good. That's Rob- Batman now. It's like, oh, that's <laughs> Batman. Or, or people are actually saying like, oh, Robert Pattinson's a good actor now. Where, you know, if you saw The Lighthouse or or Good Time... Yeah, Good, good Time... You probably knew that already. Yeah, it. I think that was kind of his plan doing those very art-heavy films um, was to kind of distance himself from that Twilight role because I know he hated that. Well, apparently he actually gave he gave it his all in the first Twilight movie and then he didn't give a shit the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after seeing the fan base, I probably wouldn't give a shit either. It, you you it know was, he's going to get paid either way. Yeah, it was absolutely a paycheck. But yeah, it was really good. Apparently, I don't know if this is true. I think it got leaked that uh, it is coming to HBO Max, I think, in April. Hell yes. So if you haven't seen it and you just don't want to go to the theater, you have no excuse now. Because yeah. I, I know some of y'all watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, and this is an hour less. Yeah. So. <coughs> um, well, I'll, I'll save my story for what happened while we were watching it okay, for yeah. the actual thing. But yeah, it was it was very very good, and I can't wait to rewatch it. Um, apparently, they've already greenlit sequels, and we've got a Gotham PD show and a Penguin show for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, they want this to be a trilogy, which is great. Um, I want Pattinson to be the Batman, 
well, ironically, because of the title he is, but I want him to be like in Peacemaker season two. If they need a Batman, bring this motherfucker. Well, because apparently in uh, in Peacemaker, the the costume of the bat, like they were gonna have a Batman, mm-hmm. but it was Ben Affleck's costume. Yeah. So I think I don't. That's the thing is that the Batman is standalone. So is the Joker, but everything else is somewhat connected to the DC. You, yeah, kinda. But I, <laughs> in a way, I think when Flashpoint comes out, everything is going to be connected to everything else. I wonder, well, because my thing with that is, I this is what I've said. I think we said this on our podcast. We did this where it's like, I would just make like every like solo film just e- extensively like in its own universe. Yeah. So like you, when you're like if you watch the Batman, it is undeniably a Batman film. It's dark, it's gritty, realistic, whatever. You go to Superman and it's a more hopeful side. It's it's got this like, you know, small town feel to the character. And then you go to Wonder Woman and it's this like gladiator war, you know, epic. Right? And yeah. then Space Odyssey for a Green Lantern film, you know, stuff like that. But like you you have to give them all each distinct styles and then when you do a Justice League you have somebody who's good at bringing stylistic things together like that. And then, because then it makes more sense, because, like, case in point, the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker are the only, the, are the way they are because of James Gunn, not because of studio influence. Exactly. Zack Snyder's Justice League is the way it is without studio influence. We saw what happened when studio influence was a thing. Yeah. So, like, I, if, if they are to do this, the Batman movies cannot be touched by anything else. Like, I don't want to see Superman show up. In a Batman movie. And I think it felt like they were taking a lot of pages from the Arkham games in a way. Mm. Because um, even if they are existent in that universe, they never get more than a passing mention, or even at all, I think, in this movie. But um, in Arkham, it's like, you know, you know, Superman's out there and everything. There are some villains that, like, mention him and name drop other heroes and stuff. But it doesn't really fucking matter because Batman's got this <laughs> yeah i think that's what it would be like you see people dressed up like a superman costume or someone else like having the shirt mm-hmm. like stuff like that i think would work better because yeah it, it's matt reeves needs to have full creative control him and his writers because if they because my thing is i think for the next movies, I think the good, the best villains you could do is like a scarecrow, like actually make him the villain. That's what I was thinking they would and, go with. And obviously, if you want to keep the Batman in the title, it's called Fear the Batman. Yes, dude. yeah, right, yeah. Uh-huh. That, and there, it, there's a huge element of fear in this first one, and it, yeah, it's palpable in the first ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Is, with all these criminals looking into the shadows to yeah. be like, "Is he here for me?" Well, and I think it would work really good for the message of the next one, which is, "Is Batman?" hero or is he menace mm-hmm. right and so you could have the scarecrow fucking fucking around and making making the general public fear batman as well yep um and then yeah so i think it would work but again i'm not well, i don't work for dc so who cares but yeah. who knows i think they could also because they kind of i guess slight spoil it's not really a spoiler but in one of the riddler's uh reddit videos uh you he shows off hush like the word hush pops up mm-hmm. and i'm just like please I just yeah that now that would be the last one because my thing is you need you need to give me some some more villains here and there because you've already got Riddler and Catwoman and Penguin next one you get like a couple more villains in there then when Hush happens it's the just the entire villain parade 
of like Joker shows up, this person shows up, whoever shows up, and then then the end is like it's hush. You all know, along. I know they're saying they want this to be a trilogy, and I I do hope that that's true. I'd be cool with them after... just doing multi, like more than three. Exactly. Like yeah. this is the Batman trilogy. Next, give me the Batman and Robin trilogy. <laughs> I, we have. On, this is what's funny is like I, we've only had one live action iteration of Robin in movie form. Well, no, I guess two, counting the '60s, and then uh, True. Uh, Batman and Robin, <laughs> and Forever wasn't he in Forever as well? Yeah, yeah. So both of those, and it's like we haven't gotten a full good by the books Robin in a movie yet exactly we've gotten edgy dick grayson and and punk ass jason todd in the titans universe but yeah those aren't what i he looks like dick by the way the the guy from the show but like they're not what i picture acting wise i i think if you do dick grayson well then nightwing already has a ton of fans but he's gonna rock it up in popularity well the thing too is I wonder I wonder what DC would do as for a live action Robin because you have so many options. You have Dick, Jason, Tim, Damien. You could go out there and say fuck it, we're going to do Duke. Yeah. We're going to have Stephanie. Like I think Duke would be really cool. Duke would be cool cuz then you could literally spin it off into a signal. Yeah. And I think that'd be really cool. I um but I uh, anyone who knows me knows I would love to see Jason Todd done correctly. Uh, in live action, because he he has arguably one of the best animated movies, with the Under Red Hood animated movie. Mm-hmm. So like I got I got what I wanted out of my, most of my stuff, but um, I would love to see because perfect world for me is we get a live action Robin in Jason do the death in the family storyline, do an Under the Red Hood thing, and then H- HBO Max grabs that motherfucker and says, all right, you're over here. Yeah, I mean, they do. Here's your outlaw show. <laughs> and they can do a lot more on HBO with Red Hood than they could do in theaters because I feel like Warner Brothers isn't willing to let him kill anyone. It. Exactly, yeah. Like, they'll let him kill him if he's the villain in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll let him be the Winter Soldier for a movie, and then they'll go, no, but Redemption Time. Whereas D- I think DC would be like, well, on HBO Max, you can go kill a villain. Yeah. If we're, if we're done using him for a movie, Jason can fuck him up. Yeah, and I don't think they would do Damien just because of how this one is set up. They're clearly going for, all right, it's Catwoman all the way. Well, and then another thing with Damien is uh, you have to find the right actor. That's true. Because remember, Damien, even though it doesn't look like it because no one draws him that way, he is technically Middle Eastern. And that is one thing that I really love about... um, the Wayne family adventures. Exactly. I my thing with that is that like based on comics, so that one is very clearly just like, all right, it's it's artist interpretation. I mm-hmm. love that Jason has the white streak, by the way. Yeah, I also love that. But my thing with it is when you look at Talia Al Ghul, she is ha- she's already half Middle Eastern, half because I don't know what part Roz is actually from. But half Middle Eastern and then half uh like English. And then mm. Damien is even more like more white than he is like Middle Eastern because he's Bruce and Talia. Mm. So like I, to me, the perfect like Damien Wayne is enough where it's like, yeah, it's Bruce Wayne, just a little more tan. Yeah. But with like very clear like uh, some Middle Eastern features. That to me is the perfect Damien. So that way you can still have you can still be like, no, but he's Middle Eastern. He is a person of color. But you also undeniably can look at Damien and look at Bruce and go, yep. Yeah. 
Which, granted, with comics, you can do that. It's a lot harder when you have a white... A when you have Robert ass Pattinson, <laughs> who has no children. Yeah. Nonetheless, Middle Eastern children. Yes. Yeah, so, like, yeah, it's one of the... Well, we don't know. Uh, that's true. But, uh, no, I, that's why I think Damien works best in, uh, like, animated or, like, comic-wise. Uh, which he got in his movies. He got yeah. Son of Batman, and then he was... They did the Court of Owls movie, but they said, no, he's going to be a part of it. Like, hardcore, so... Yeah, but uh, Wayne Family Adventures on Webtoon, that I've, I've read through all of it that's available it's without very paying fun. any money. It's, it's really very fun, fun and uh, very cute. It's it's basically what I like out of like slice of life stuff with characters that I already love. So. If you if you are already a huge fan of the Batman and the like and Batman family, mm-hmm. this is just that. But like, okay, but what about when they're not superhero edgy superheroes all the time? Yeah, and it, it and it's it's that what if of like well what if they all lived in the, in the mansion together, which if you go by comic lore, Jason, Dick, and Tim don't live there. Yeah, they're off doing their own thing. I don't know where Stefan. Uh, well, I think I think Cassandra lives there. I think I don't. I actually have not caught up with her much in comics. Yeah, I don't know where Steph is. Uh, ever since Tim came out as bi, she's just been absent. Cause it's like, oh, he doesn't need her anymore. <laughs> least from what I can tell. Uh, but I th- I'm pretty sure Cassandra lives there. Damien lives there. I know Duke, I think, lived there because uh, in, in his comics, I'm pretty sure his parents were like, they got fucked up by some villain. And yeah, then they... Duke was like, I, I you know, because I, I know he was a part of the, the whole like Robin Eternal mm-hmm. storyline or Batman and Robin Eternal storyline. But, yeah, because I think he lived there for a little bit. But, yeah, this one just straight up goes, yeah, so you're part of the Bat family. We all live here. Yeah, because I, th- I think he was living there in um, All-Star Batman, too. Mm. So Was that one? But that was that was Scott Snyder, right? Yeah, it was basically all the stuff that he wanted to do with his new 52. He just carried it over to All-Star. So All-Star is some of the best shit, too. I think I have a hardback of All-Star Volume 1. I need to start reading that. Because I, I was, I was like, going through Barnes & Noble. I just saw that. And I'm just like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. So yeah, anything Scott Snyder does with Batman, I like, including his weird shit. I love like the metal stuff. I need to get more into that. I really want to read Death Metal. I have all of them if you want to read them. I do. I've I've been seeing like records and everything at Fye every time I go, and I'm just like, man, I really need to get into they're, this. They're they're both pretty good soundtracks. Death Metal's like a full soundtrack. Dark, uh, the regular metal is just kind of like some songs they're written specifically for. Uh, like it was like five songs. But no, like the, the to me, it, it, Dark Knight's metal and then death metal are everything I love about comics because it's literally like, this is all stupid. Yeah. Like we can sit there and be like, oh, the Batman was an art house film and the Joker said, fuck that. It's meant I want to be- see uh, fucking long hair rocker boy Superman. <laughs> Bro, literally d- death. Like I, lo- I also love that death metal is a Wonder Woman event, not a Batman event. So yeah. it's like, hell yeah. Favorite Plus, design of Wonder Woman, oh, by the way. Absolutely, dude. With not her on- chainsaw of truth. Yeah, the ch- the lasso is now the cord that rips the chainsaw, and she's got blue highlights in her hair because everything's edgy and, and metal now. And I'm like, this is the best. It's the dumbest shit. They should have just called it Death Mommy. I mean, dude, <laughs> dude, Wonder Woman is. It's so funny. Uh, which, speaking of that, one, uh, I was gonna say something about Wonder Woman and like just her. They've never let her get past Steve Trevor in the comics. Really? Well, like, cause like she's had moments where it's like, oh, she's flirting or kind of whatever. Like, off the top of my head, I, I have not read every Wonder Woman comic, but like, 
like I'm reading the new the new thing that's by Tom Taylor, the deceased and injustice writer, uh, Dark mm. Knights of Steel, which is just fantasy medieval Ooh. DC. It's great. Uh, their version of Supergirl in that timeline, which is like a, a different, a newer character, which cool. Her and Wonder Woman are in a relationship, and I'm reading it, or kind of, I guess it was. I haven't caught up, but they kissed, and she's like, "I'll be with you in, through this trying time and whatever." And I'm like, "Is this the first time she's actively like done anything with anyone who's not named Steve Trevor?" Because I, I've always, I, I've never really experienced much of Wonder Woman outside of, um, uh, fuck, what's it called? the best DC story ever written. Injustice? Injustice. Yeah. And that is very clearly not how Wonder Woman actually is. Well, when you go the Wonder Woman of like the game Injustice where it's the good version of her, mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, the Wonder Woman in the in, in the Injustice timeline is like just I don't like. Yeah, and then uh the movies which the first one I really liked, and then 84 I liked, but I felt like it was really held back by the fact that she was so hung up on Steve Trevor. Well, not even that. Like, there are so many ways you could have done the Steve Trevor thing, just not that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, that movie is campy as fuck. Very much so. When the first one was a bit more realistic. So it, it was very much like, I'm just, which granted, I guess, 80s, so I guess that's the vibe they went with. Yeah. But don't don't bring in Wishing as your main like whatever that movie's that movie's it's all right I, my favorite performance in that was Kristen Wiig and then I feel like Pedro Pascal did not get the direction that he deserved because he's a phenomenal actor I do when I was watching the trailers I full thought Kristen Wiig and and uh or Cheetah and Diana were gonna like be a thing and then and then because Trevor's back she like ditches her that would be awesome <laughs> but like that none of that happened but it is what it is I but what I was getting at was like they have never, like this, like the Dark Knights of Steel is the first time they've actually like done a thing with her, at least from what I can remember. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, we're gonna give her another love interest, and it's an alternate universe version of Supergirl or Super. I don't know what they're calling her yet. It's not Kara, which is what they make a point to say that it's not Kara's Supergirl. It's a new one, which is like Carla, I think. It's it's the stupid Power Girl Supergirl. Like yeah. now we got a third one. Um. But it's funny because in Immortal Wonder Woman, which is the Future State book, they tease Batman as like a romance thing. They tease that again. And, and they kind of do that a lot. They've never committed, and it's fucking annoying. Because I don't know. To me, I'm like, it works. The animated series, they had it and teased it. Mm-hmm. Um, Zack Snyder teased it. Yeah. And Joss Whedon teased it. Um, the Wonder Woman Dead Earth and the, the Immortal Wonder Woman comics both tease that there's something more between the two. Which, by the way, you should read Dead Earth. Shit's metal as fuck. I, I um, want to get into more comics. I haven't really read much in the last couple years besides... I have a lot I could let you borrow. I just, things there was a- from, like, years ago. Like, the last thing that I got was... Uh, the most recent thing was the Vision book. Which... Oh, yeah, wow, that's... that's that was, like, ago. 2011, I think. Oh yeah, I, I can get you. I can get you into some comics. I have the entire run of Red Hood and the Outlaws, both New Fifty Two and Rebirth, and the little uh, Red Hood Arsenal mini uh, thing in, in between. I have Hush, Death in the Family, Under the Red Hood, Long Halloween, Year One. All I still of, need to read Long Halloween. That's one all, I've been itching for. All for of a while. the metal stuff. I, I think I have all of them. I, I bought like the main event and all the trade paperbacks. Nice. Um, I've got. I need to get, because I read it 
I read it in issue format, but I need to get the the actual like new Future State Batman, like the newer Batman mm-hmm. books they're doing, which was by uh, it's I forget his name, but it's the guy who wrote Three Hundred Years a Slave. Oh. They got him to write that because it's the new. I think it's Tim Fox. So it's Lucius Fox. Oh yeah, yeah I've, I've heard about that Batman. one. Apparently, that's really really good. good. It's actually solid. So I'm like hell yeah. I need to get it, but I bought Dark Detective. I have a lot of comics, so I can let you borrow whatever if you ever just want to read something. I have Hell yeah. Batman Universe, which is by Brian Michael Bendis. When he so he did a really good little Batman story. Mm-hmm. And then they got Tom Taylor. No, Tom King, who was doing the Bat- Batman run at the time, and they'd tell him to do a Superman one. And then Brian Michael Bendis, who was doing Superman, they were like, Okay, you do Batman for like a second. And it immediately showed that, oh, yeah, they should have just been switching anyway. Yeah. Because Bendis is way better at on-the-ground on the superheroes and vigilantes, and uh, Tom King is way better at, like, the extravagant shit. Because, like, his Batman run is so divisive. Yeah. Because, like, not only does Batman, like, almost commit suicide because he's he's, like, his whole thing is that, like, oh, the Batman, like, the Batman is his suicide letter. To the world and i'm just like okay and then like in his run is when alfred died because damien was an idiot uh it was the whole city of bane thing and which is dumb i hate that storyline but then after that tinian uh james tinian the fourth which is a great comic writer he took over and they did a joker war which i like joker war i just watched a uh a rundown on joker war it seems really good too so we got punchline which she got her comic coming out um so yeah, they he his was good, and then he brought Ghostmaker, which is a new character in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, there there's a lot. But yeah, Up in the Sky is a really good Superman story, and then Batman Universe is a really good Batman story because it's Batman being a detective, but across the DC universe. So he gets to meet the Lanterns, he meets Green Arrow. It's like all the, it's really good. It's just a fun Batman book. I like that. But yeah, I'll I'll let you borrow as many of those as you want, just because I got a hectic pile of them. Hell um, yeah, I'm waiting for Future State Gotham to to put out the paperbacks they might have already but that one is what i'm interested in because it's it was red hood series that replaced his named series mm. and it's a black it's all black and white but it's uh which might have just been oh let's not color it yeah <laughs> it seemed like that at first but then there then there then over each issue there was some stylistic reasons for it i guess but it's it's red hood in the future state timeline hunting vigilantes but in a way i i Considering that I've read mostly manga for the last couple of years, you'll you'll be fine. Just black and white yeah. doesn't bother me. And with something I've been reading recently, I think it in some ways is better. It's um, it's funny too because I also have a lot of the black label books, which is my preferred way of reading DC, because it's 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 an author who gets to do whatever the fuck they want without worrying about timelines and continuity and everything. They yeah. just get to say fuck it. Like Sean Murphy's White Knight universe he's built is mm-hmm. all black label, and it's literally. A whole universe where, oh, when Jason died, he didn't actually die. He just left, joined the military because he, he didn't want to be a part of Batman, but he was so ingrained as into fighting that he joined. the It's so fucking cool. That's also the story where uh, Joker goes sane because Batman like pumped him full of pills and then threw him like it was it's a whole thing. And uh, and so he, he so the Joker as Jack, whatever the whatever his name was in the original Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's like going on a campaign to get rid of vigilantes as like a good guy, and like Harley Quinn is actually really good in this series. Like she's really good, to where they gave her her own little mini series. 
Is that the old man Harley that we always no, talk no, about? No, no. Uh, old man Harley. No, um, that's just old woman Harley. Yeah, but I uh, know it was. It's in the White Knight universe, and she she becomes like kind of a love interest to Batman in that one. That's some good um, shit. It's no, the White Knight universe is pretty good. Uh, Last Night on Earth, which is Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo again doing their post-apocalyptic Batman story, mm-hmm. which is also cool. Yeah, every time you see Batman and post-apocalyptic, it's going to be some good shit. Uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth is on there, and that's, again, post-apocalyptic Wonder Woman, where she wakes up in the Batcave, and it's like, what the fuck happened? Mm-hmm. And and it's it, it's a mystery of, like, yeah, what did happen? But it's it's cool. So, yeah, Black Label's my preferred way of reading books. They, Because uh, they're, they're, it's the same as, like, the what-if storylines for, like, Marvel, or what they used to call Elseworlds for DC. Yeah. Where they're just, like... Fuck it. But instead of like Elseworlds where they're like, well, this is, it's a what if. They just go, do you have a cool idea for a story that could work in canon? Yeah, but I don't want to connect to canon. Yeah, do it here. Apparently they've gotten rid of Vertigo, so now all of Fables is Black Label too. Oh, hell yeah. So, because uh, I started buying the big compendiums because I'm so sick and tired of going to a bookstore, seeing Fables Volume 1 and then 22, 23, <laughs> 24. Bro... I went to Barnes & Noble the other day, and they had Bleach Volume 1 and Bleach Volume 74, and I went, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's crazy. But, uh, yeah, it, they, they're compiling all of Fables into these big compendiums like they do with Invincible and Walking Dead and all that stuff, yeah. and I want DC to do that a lot more. I So, they did an omnibus for Red Hood and the Outlaws, and it's only they only have done one of them, and I'm so mad. I want more of them because the, it's hardback and it's thick. Like I'm like, nice. God, give me that. I have a, I have uh well, the companions are like the really big ones, right? Yeah, the yeah, the ones that are like a third of a series. I, I have um, I have Invincible like Ultimate One, which is the smaller one, but hardback. Mm-hmm. I want to get the compendiums, but I also just like, man, I would never read that. Yeah, I, I it's my preferred way to read mm-hmm. like a comic or manga because I always buy the big three in ones for those if I yeah. can. Um, but like, you can just sit there and read through one you know, put a bookmark in there and not have to like carry around a couple of books. Cause when I was working at the hospital, I was getting really into Batman. Yeah. And, uh, I would just load up my backpack. I had like, uh, year one court of owls, night of owls, uh, dark Knight returns. I'm, glad I know that I'm not the only one who knows of night of the owls, which is like the event for mm-hmm. Batman. Cause yeah, it was like Nightwing, Catwoman, all these characters. Like, no, we have to, the court of owls is all a part of this. Yeah. Which, doesn't that happen after court of owls or is it during? Uh, like I want to say is it, it's after. So I was going to say, is it, is it either after or during? Because it was the whole, uh, what is it? Um, when, like, all that shit was going on. Like, when Batman was in the Court of Owls spot. Mm-hmm. It was either during that time where he's going crazy under, underground, or it's after it all and it's the remnants. So, I don't know. I haven't read it. I bought it because I'm just like, fuck it. And then I'm like, what am I doing with this? Yeah, I, uh, I'm hoping that that's kind of what um, the new video game takes a lot of pages from and uh i think we're gonna have to like figure out which console we want that on because i definitely want to play that with you yeah i mean i if i i'm probably want to get on xbox but if it's if it means playing the game i'll, I'll buy a playstation 5 for it i mean hey we could get it on xbox and then convince matt be like hey motherfucker get this game i i immediately the, the second i saw that trailer i'm just like all right cool so red hood first playthrough absolutely absolutely um, but like, I, I love the, I see that game I'm excited for just based on the fact that DLC, I've never been more hyped for DLC because then it's like, oh, we have the four main bat family, by the way, here's Oracle mm-hmm. or not Oracle, fuck orphan, uh, 
Cassandra. Here's Cassandra Kane. Here's Catwoman. Fuck it, Batman's in the game now. I don't know. Like, the, just give me give me character packs, right? I, th- I think Batman is going to be a part of the story somehow. I don't think he's playable. I I don't. I mean, I not think, in the way that people think. Like, I think, I think what they'll do is do like, oh, you can now just play the same missions over again as Batman. That's what I was thinking. Like, like after you, you beat the game you for can't one time, play as him as in a story sense. Mm-hmm. It's like a skin. So, but he's a skin for all of them. Yeah, and so you can just play as Batman in every mission if you want. But like, yeah, it's. I think. Well, we say that, and then looking back at Arkham, it's like, okay, you want to play as Nightwing and all the challenge missions? Here you go, new move set. Yeah, we I guess. redesigned him in the animated style just for this. I, I guess because I my thing is I just don't want him to be playable. Yeah, I want the focus to be on on the Bat family. I, I completely agree. I think I think if they're gonna do anything, it's gonna be like a birth by sleep situation where pick all your characters, and then there's an epilogue where it's Batman. You know, it would be great is if they yeah. don't include Batman at all, but they include Alfred as a playable character. <laughs> Fucking MI6. Just shotgun. <laughs> my, man, my man was willing to shotgun Superman in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Took, he took one of those, like, those super-powered pills and was like, all right, I'll fight Superman. <laughs> Gloves are coming off. Kicks him so hard his shoe explodes. Also, rip uh, Nightwing in that. Dude just fell on a rock and died. <laughs> Most disrespect I've ever seen come Nightwing's way. No, to me, the most disrespect is they is Tim. Bro, every time they do, like, a dark future in the DC universe, Tim's the one who goes insane. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't he, like, the smartest one? The one who actually wants to, like, be a hero? Like, he's the one I feel like, of all the ba- of all the Robins, I feel like he's the one who should, who should get the mantle of Batman next. Yeah. Nightwing moved on. Wasn't There's Tim- no way Jason's getting it. Uh, Damien probably is just going to be a, a League of Assassin member in the future. Even in the Batman Beyond movie, it was Tim, right? That turned into the Joker? Yeah. Like, yeah. Damn. They just, they keep fucking him up, which, okay. Bat, the animated series, Robin, after Dick, is literally just, let's, let's, let's make Jason, but call him Tim. Mm-hmm. Because he's literally the more violent, kind of edgier Robin. But they go, well, Jason's dead, and, you know, we, so we can't use him. But we want to use him. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, I guess. So I'm watching an animated series going, motherfucker, that's Jason. God dang it. And then, hey, but they added Jason in somehow uh, with the animated series comics they're doing. Nice. Uh, they go, yeah, by the way, uh, in between, I guess, this time frame, we had a third Robin. And it was Jason. And I'm just like, sure. That's whatever. coming back soon, isn't it? The animated they're series? doing something. I just hope to God that somebody looks Bruce Tim in the eye and says, I swear to God, if Batgirl and Batman get together, you're fired. Yeah. Because Jesus cringe. Christ, let that go. But yeah, uh, that's our, I guess, our comic talk. We popped off on that one. Uh, but I wanted to bring it over because we talked about Gotham Knights a bit. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is getting a state of play. Really? Yeah. So one on one hand, which I think is weird. Um, let me see if I, I'm going to pull it up because I had it, I had it out. Yeah. So there's an official announcement, uh, for, for Hogwarts Legacy State of Play, which is weird because this is a, a third party game. It's not a, a PlayStation exclusive. So I'm assuming Sony paid for rights for marketing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Wands at the ready for an all new State of Play focused on Hogwarts Leg- Legacy featuring an extended first look at gameplay this Thursday, March 17th. So as of recording this tomorrow, when you hear it, it already happened. So, 
Yeah, so we're going to get a state of play. Um, it's The game's coming to Xbox and PC, so I'm very... I wonder if Sony tried to pay for exclusivity for it. And I think WD that's... was like, nah. And then they'll say, fine, just let us do our marketing for it. Yeah, which I think is just fine for Xbox because people will see that and be like, okay, there's a PlayStation logo on all these commercials I'm seeing everywhere. Go to GameStop and be like, hey, do you have it for Xbox? Yep, here you go. Yeah. So And people who want to play it on Steam and shit, or I guess, oh, if it, who knows, maybe, yeah, I guess it'll be Steam. Who knows what WWE does? They might say, here's an epic deal, I don't know. I think it's probably going to be Steam, because yeah. I, I think they've done everything else exclusive to there. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows? But hey, I'm excited to see more about this game. It's been so long, because I remember seeing the leak that was like two years before the actual announcement. Yeah, and seeing like the character customization and all this other stuff, and I'm like, it right. was a whole ass video. Yeah, like two years before it even got it announced. got taken down so fast though. But I, I was able to watch it in full. Um, but on the topic of that, they're apparently being very inclusive on a lot of stuff. Um, well, yeah, they, they have to. Be. They have to be. But uh, um, a lot of my trans friends that know of this whole situation are very pissed about this game. So it's it sucks too because like. It's one thing if JK wrote another book, but in the, like, case in point, like, people who watch the Hogwarts, uh, like, 25 years thing or whatever the fuck they did on HBO Max, Mm -hmm. do you know how many people worked on that that aren't pieces of shit? A ton. Do you know how many people worked on uh, Hogwarts Legacy who aren't total pieces of shit? Like, it's one of those things where there are trans people working on the game, Mm -hmm. and it, it sucks because, like... On one hand, fuck JK. But on the other hand, it's like, I want to support this game for the devs, because like, I was like supporting devs. All, but like, it's one of those things where I'm like, ah, I'm going to feel a little icky. Yeah, it, it's, it's a hard situation, because, I mean, even with Nintendo, I get that feeling sometimes where it's like, okay, their corporate side is really trying to fuck this up. But the devs pour so much love and attention into every little corner of their games that it's like, well, who who's really getting supported here? And it's I don't know. Well, the thing the thing too is like a lot of people because I remember um, Blizzard uh, a lot of or yeah I think it was a lot of Blizzard employees during a lot of the Blizzard shit were like yeah like like there were, granted there were some people who were like I think it was at the beginning at least so when it wasn't as routine like all oh, this shit's bad mm-hmm. it was like hey we still are putting our heart and soul into Overwatch still putting our heart and soul into Diablo. Like, we would like you to pay for this. Same with, I think it was Call of Duty. A lot of the Call of Duty, like, developers, not, like, suits, who are just people working on the game are like, look, we can't tell you not to buy it, but, like, we've worked hard on this game. Yeah. And, like, it's one of those things where, like, it sucks. Because it's one thing if, like, shitty person did shitty thing and it affects them. Because mm-hmm. then I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. But, like, like, case in point, I will never support anything Kevin Spacey does ever again. But god dang it, Baby Driver is a great movie. Yeah. I will happily watch that and tell people to watch that movie because <clears throat> Ansel is a great actor. Uh, fucking Edgar Wright's a great uh, director. Absolutely. That movie's a great movie in his art. And hey, Kevin Spacey dies in it, so. Yeah. So you, mean, there, there's you, a bonus point. Th- there are ways around supporting these people. Like, if you really don't want to give your money to anyone... Buying used copies of things, watching someone else's DVD of movies, like that is something. But I, there is like a moral gray area to it, I guess. But 
It to me, the more gray area is there when there are more than just like if there's more than like ten people affected. Yeah, because like it's one thing if it's one person and like her friends mm-hmm. or their friends, whereas like a game is being made by hundreds, if not thousands, of people who are gonna get fucked over if you don't support the game. Yeah, because WB will shut shit down like this, that. Like this game doesn't work too well. Oh, this game doesn't sell well. Shut the studio down. Like. Because this is also the with the Harry Potter, like, the Portkey Games thing. They're, like, first major release, too. Yeah. My thing is, I'm like, I'm waiting just for WB to say, fuck it, and drop a ass ton of cash onto JK's steps and said, just here. Just give us the license. Give us the license and fuck off. Yeah, I, I've been expecting that for a while now, actually. I'm wondering, I wonder if it's just that JK's just saying no. I, I think that's it, because that's all she has. <laughs> that's her only claim well, and, to fame. And the, another thing, too, that I see this is that, like, no matter what we do of support or whatever she's got more money than most people exactly like she's, she's got more money than any of us combined will ever see she's she has enough money where she could be fired and and could never work another day in her life and she is set yep till the day she dies and that sucks that sucks for her but you know what i mean um but like there's like it, it's weird i'm getting hogwarts legacy just because i want to play a harry potter game i want to support devs but I'm probably just gonna donate like sixty bucks to a trans uh, thing. Yeah, I I think that's it's kind of a, a an offset, I guess. Yeah, when we get big, I want to start doing some like charity streams and shit for things like that. But um, I definitely if we do that there to me, I think a huge one would be like getting food to third world countries and like doing like especially like getting because that that to me like not to diminish other people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I don't. I was about to say that. That seems like, like I was almost said more important. I'm like, no, no, no. Hold on, <laughs> let me rethink my words because I know what I mean. But like, I feel like that's where you can do like excellent change. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. There's something about seeing the change happen. Exactly. Because like, yes, I, I'll I'll happily donate to like trans uh, in like mental health and everything else. But like, there's something about we're building a school. We're building something here. We're do, we're doing a canned food drive for homeless. Like we're doing like because that's you can see it. Yeah, physically, like that was one of my favorite things about like anytime I did like a church trip where it wasn't just let's go play games and have fun. It was like, no, we're going to work on a thing. Yeah. And go do this. Like we for one of the camps we did, we didn't do any like the game stuff that all the other ones did. We got to be part of like a a crew that worked on this this dude's house that flooded. Mm -hmm. And so we helped get everything out of the house and like kind of help, you know, go through what was damaged, what could be salvaged, all this stuff. And I'm like, it was really good. And, like, that I like doing more than just, well, let's just donate money and be, be done with it. Yeah. Like, I, if if we did it, and I think you'd probably be down. Obviously, we'll still donate money when we can. But I'd love to do stuff where it's, like, fully invested, where it's not just we donate money and be done with it. It's like, no, we can, you know, I would love to do some, stuff. some local event type things. Yeah. Because, like, I would love to do canned food drives. I'd love to do, like, like helping, like, especially helping homeless people. Like mm-hmm. that, like, you know, obviously a lot of those are for clicks, but seeing, even if it's for clout, seeing some of those people who just do nice things for homeless people, like, hey man, I'm going to get you a haircut and buy you a meal real quick. Yeah. Stuff like that is, is just nice. And with the canned food thing, I think it would be awesome to have an actual drive and live stream that mm-hmm. and have people donate. And then if we, you know, don't get enough food, we can go out and buy some yeah. and, you know, distribute it that way. But yeah, there there's a lot of things we could do, and we just need the the platform yeah. to start doing things well, like that. that we're 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 dreaming big, but like we got to get there first. <laughs> yeah, 
But it's it's that's one of, our mo though. <laughs> yeah, we we started this going like we're gonna be the biggest fucking podcast. We're gonna talk about Final Fantasy, and then you know, it is what it is. Yeah, we'll get there. I believe in us. But uh, yeah, uh, I guess we didn't. Oh fuck, we didn't do the what we've been playing. But let's get into that now. Yeah, what have you been playing, BJ? Uh, More Elden Ring. A shitload of Elden Ring. Last night, I got to the famed bird farming spot, which, uh, with the Golden Scarab, (laughs) gives you, like, 1,300 souls per kill, I think. So, while you're doing this, I meant to text you this. By the way, to anyone playing Elden Ring, know that when you level yourself up, all the enemies level with you. But if you get a shit ton of runes and you want to beat a boss faster, level your fucking weapon up first. Yeah. So like get your le- get your weapon up as much as you can physically possible and then and then you can start leveling yourself up but like just know that like yeah your even your armor like whatever armor you have on it it doesn't make that big a difference it's all mm. about the weapon you have and then how much health you have so vigor is going to be your most important stat yeah cuz vi- with more vigor you can tank more hits and for that i would recommend the um godric's great rune Using oh, that with the yeah. rune arc boosts all of your health, magic, and endurance. And um, I use this thing called the uh, the Grafted Greatsword, I think it is. Mm. And I've upgraded it so much that right now its attack is 298 plus 113. I want to get to the point where uh, I can use a greatsword without it hitting the ground. Because there's a point where you can use a greatsword and you, the per- whoever use, uses it and actually like f- with a flourish mm-hmm. with it, and I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'll get there soon, because I'm just... Last night, I just power-leveled on this fucking bird. I'm at level, like, 200 now, I think, and my lowest stat is an 18. I was going to say, speaking of, speaking of uh, Godric, I'm, this bitch kicking my ass. <laughs> I have I have tried so... I'm so glad uh, Final Fantasy came out, because I can take a break. Because mm-hmm. I was getting so angry at Godric, where I'm just like, I'm going to fucking throw this controller at somebody. So if I'm there was t- crossplay, I would gladly help you. Yeah, that's the thing is like I got on Xbox, you got on PlayStation, so I'm kind I'm kind of stuck. Oh yeah, I got invaded the other day, mm-hmm. and it was a person who was very clearly higher level than I was. Yeah, but I baited them, <laughs> so I'm like backing up, dodging whatever, and he like goes and lunges at me, and I was on a cliff edge, <laughs> so I rolled and I saw this motherfucker just <laughs> dive bomb. Nice. And then it says invader whatever whatever the thing is there, and I just went. Hell yeah! <laughs> uh, it was it was so satisfying because I just kept like dodging. I'm like, no, 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 no! I cannot beat this guy. But I'm not giving him the sad. I was I was ready to jump off the cliff, yeah, and not give him the satisfaction of my death, which is what I I've done before in Dark Souls Three, where someone is very clearly I, I just go nope and run off. Yeah, the uh, the point that I'm at in the game, you basically have to have online to get to the Mogwin Palace mm-hmm. at least at the point that I was at. You can get there later if you uh, don't have online. But uh, I I basically bought a one month of online just to get this like severed finger thing and you have to invade three worlds to continue that. Um, and I was just like, I don't give a fuck about this. I'm going to put my weapons away. Just kill me. And then uh, I would get in there and I would just like put my weapons away and I would walk up to someone and just like crouch and just like wait for them to kill me. And they were like, no, get up. They were always, like, swinging above my head and everything, waiting for me to get up so they could get a fair fight. And I was like, fine, I'll fucking fight you. And I won, like, two of the three, so that was kind of nice. But uh, I, I wish it had gone quicker. But, yeah, that's been great. And um, I've been wanting to read it for years, 
but it, it finally influenced me to buy Volume One of Berserk, the um, deluxe edition. So I don't know. Oh, how so you many. got the big, the big dick edition. Yeah, oh, yeah. and uh, the really cool ones with the red lettering that you see on everybody's YouTube videos on their shelf. Yes, yeah. those. <laughs> and uh, we went to the bookstore, and I bought the volumes of Chainsaw Man that I missed. Um, and then they had it there, and I was like, huh, I wonder how much this is, and it's 50 bucks. Hmm. I was like, I just can't swing it today. I went home, and on Amazon, they had Volume 1 and Volume 2 on sale for 30 bucks a piece. So, so I yeah. bought Volume 1, and then Volume 2 will be here on Friday. Oh, yeah? But um, some of the best art and manga that I've ever seen in my entire life, I fully see why it took him so long to you know, get to where it got to. Um, but the story is really good. Guts is a complete cunt. And uh, it's it's understandable. He's, he's, yeah, I was gonna say he's a complete cunt, but then you go, well, <laughs> well, when you when you start it, it's like, why is this guy such a dick? And then it in the first volume, they give you like the first chapter of his like origin story, yeah. and then you're like, oh, now nah, I get it. No, it gets worse. It's the darkest. It's like so, it, so dude was born from a corpse. You think you know dark fantasy? Mm-hmm. This shit makes it darker. This is pitch black fantasy. <laughs> Like holy fuck! Like dark. There is some moments when re, when I read Berserk that I'm just like I'm uncomfortable as shit. Like I'm literally sitting there just being like I don't want to turn the page because like I I I'm just like scared of what's gonna happen next. Mm-hmm. And there's some stuff where they don't like. Uh, he doesn't pull punches. Yeah. Like and and I respect it heavily because it's like it makes the story so much better for it because it's none nothing that is done in berserk is done in like a distasteful way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, everything is there to service the story. Everything's there to service character growth or character just regression. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. And that, uh, I don't want to spoil. Have you read any of it? Uh, most of it. Okay. I'm so, not caught up to berserk. Like where well, you've or, definitely read where I am. Well, yeah, no, I'm like, but, um, at the end of the deluxe volume one, Yes, but before the origin story. Yeah. Um, they get sucked into the behelit or whatever you call it, and then shit just goes really dark and really bad for a while. You see why the Count turned to demon kind, actually, and that really fucked me up. And then they get back, and the Count's daughter is just like, I don't want to live anymore. I'm going to kill myself. And then Guts just is like, do it then, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Gives her a knife and all this stuff. And Puck is just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> And then, uh, well, that's what I love is that you're like, you're like, wow, he's this guy's an asshole. You see, you see Guts' backstory go, oh, cause he's literally saying, yeah, you think you've been through shit? Yeah. Bet. I want, like, Guts, like, I want to kill myself every day. But after, after she nearly dies on an accident and Guts saves her, she's like, I'll find you and I'll kill you someday. And then Guts is basically like, fine, I'll be waiting. And he turns around and he's just crying. And that really hit me because I was like, oh, he's still, he's still got some humanity in there. And that was like the first, like the real part where I was like, okay, Guts is Guts more is, than what he seems. Guts is a pretty cool character. I really like his character. It makes me want to play that stupid uh, Band of the game. Hawk or whatever. Yeah. Because cause like it, it's apparently, again, this is the thing is, and you, you said this to me and while, while I don't necessarily agree with it, I, no one has been able to do Berserk justice. Yeah, absolutely. Like even the movies, the old anime, the new anime. Like I texted you when I was reading it, and I was like, 
I I now fully believe that no anime studio could ever do this justice. Well, and, and that's kind of the thing too, because with with a lot of manga, a lot of anime will fuck something up going to anime versus page. And Berserk is one of those that I just don't think anyone can do it. Yeah, I think you're right. Where no one can do it justice the same way. I think the people who have it the best, I Mappa, but that's just to make it look pretty. Yeah. Um, the Berserk story, I think, just works better as a comic. I think. I'll have to see how it turns out, but the people that are doing Uzumaki in that black and white style, yeah. I think Berserk could work that way, but I'm going to have to see Uzumaki I, first. The thing is, see. I don't think any, I don't think anyone has the courage to do a black and white anime of Berserk. I think they're going to do color. Yeah, just because they they get stars in their eyes and they're like, oh, we can do it better. Let's 3D well, animate Berserk. Well, <laughs> that was the dumbest shit. Um, Ufotable could do it because, like, they not only did they make uh, Demon Slayer's arguably real shit art style. No offense to the uh, the artist, but like, if Demon Slayer does not look good, yeah, but there, they, they there gave are some close up shots on faces that don't look. They very gave good. it a distinct style in the anime, mm-hmm. so I don't know. And Ufotable is good at doing both hand drawn and 3D anime, like yeah. 3D. So like, I don't know. There are 3D parts in Demon Slayer that you really just wouldn't notice unless you were really well, looking for like, it. Like like case <clears> in point. To me, the the fight between uh, three wives and uh, three wives guy and uh, the the demon they're hunting, like the cool fucking like sword swipe, like yeah, where the camera pans around them while they're the fighting. fact that the camera's panning, yeah, like Jujutsu Kaisen has this shit all over it too, so that's why Mappa and Ufotable are like my favorite right now, because like and uh and Cloverworks, because Jesus Christ. The animation on both Akiba's Sailor Uniform and Dress Up Darling is fucking insane. Yeah. Um, but, like, those three are just killing it and killing themselves in the process. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, I I just don't think, especially because of its in, with, with it not having an ending. True. And probably won't for a while. <laughs> his, uh, his wife knows the ending and knows how it's supposed to happen. So, who and knows? His assistant, I think, was training to take over just in case. So, who knows when we'll get it? And but it's one of those things where like I don't know if anyone wants it to end now, because if it's not going to be him doing it, it's kind of the thing where you're like, "Eh." I think if they wanted to end it, I would add a subtitle and just be like, you know, Berserk Extend or some shit like that, yeah, and you know just go from there because then you have the original series and then you know you can continue it there and the original series is still intact, yeah. I, I th- yeah, Berserk is one of those that I think just, it's a cultural phenomenon in the, in the anime manga community, but it's, I don't think it's ever going to leave the manga, honestly. Yeah. There, there are so many, because all the, what, the th- fucking, what, three movies they tried? And it's like, eh. <laughs> the anime was, eh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's funny too, because like when you look at something like Devil Man, right? Devilman got an anime way back in the day, which was okay, but then it got Crybaby, which was like, it's not Devilman the same way we think about it, right? but it was a cool fucking take on it that was like, okay, I get it, but it still withheld the same like values and things that the Devilman manga had, just very much more adult and uncomfortable, Yeah. Um, where I don't know, I feel like Berserk just kind of has to take that route, because I don't think you can do justice to the source, that you just kind of have to say, fuck it. Here's something different. I agree with that. But I, I think if they went in a completely new direction. But also, how many people would be so fucking pissed at that? That's true. Because, like, I don't know. I just, I honestly, after thinking about it enough, I think Berserk is just untouchable. You just have to read it, and that's it. 
if you're not a manga reader, then you're going to miss out. Yeah, and that adds to its badass reputation. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, it's it's good, though. I, I Yeah. Absolutely. I, anything else been doing? <clears throat> Before I came over here, I started downloading Chocobo GP, so you guys will get my thoughts on that uh, probably my, next episode. My hype for that went down the second I was like, oh, it's a gotcha. Yeah. Cool. But... It, I don't know. I just I'll, I'm gonna give it a shot, but because I want I want a good kart racer that's not just Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Although now that Mario Kart's gonna have just DLC popping off here and there, yeah, I will at least play Mario Kart regularly over the next two years. That's true. I, I really hope the DLC is as good quality as the just the base game. It should be considering that even like eight deluxe and eight, there's not much like eight deluxe is a pretty pretty steady jump above eight. True. So I think yeah, the DLC should be good. But yeah, that uh, started downloading that. We're two days away from the release of um, Persona Ultimax. Oh on shit! Everything. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. I saw it on the eShop today. I'm sorry. It's... Did you say everything? I think everything. I don't know. There's a black box over there that ain't getting it. Oh well, the Xbox. Nobody gives a shit about Persona on Xbox anymore. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> If I can have Arena on backwards compatible, why the fuck can I have the remaster, bro? Well, on the good consoles Eat in two days. <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, I'm, I'm going to get any Persona-related content on the PlayStation because where everything else is. Yeah. Um, pretty much, unless they announce the mainline Persona series com- coming to Xbox, I'm going to play Persona on, on PlayStation. I still the, think that that's coming this year. The second they get announced on any other console, I'm switching. Because I'm going to be real with you, if I can have them all on the go, fuck on the console shit. It's going to be a Switch exclusive. That's why I still haven't finished 5. And then if if they just say fuck, if it's never coming to Switch, but they say, here, we're putting on Xbox, all my fucking achievements and all my games are on Xbox. So I'll mm. just move over. Yeah. So, but no, it is what it is. I'm, I'm going to get Ultimax at some point. It's not. It's definitely not first on my list. Yeah, the, the fact that it's $30 really... Like cements that I'm gonna probably buy it day one. All right, never mind. I'm probably buying it too. But uh, thirty bucks is good. I I am buying it on Switch, despite the fact there is no rollback because all my fighting games I just play couch co-op or not couch co-op, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But uh, I play them locally, so that really doesn't matter to me. And this is one of the fighting games that I only ever played by myself on the PS3, so that's generally how I'm gonna play it here. Also, shout out to the opening theme of Ultimax. Shout out to every Persona song. <laughs> well, yeah, but Ultimax has a good one and why it's why it's good is because uh it is the theme that you ha- that you dance to with Best Girl and for uh dancing. Yeah. It's Mary's theme. You have to dance to and it's great. But uh old I mean, dude, Ultimax is Arc System, right? Or who is it? Arxis? Yeah. Fucking hell, dude. They do great fighting games. I, and I love that they're saying, fuck it, here's ne- here's rollback on a fucking remaster of a 360 game. Yeah. Whereas, whereas fucking Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, all these other motherfuckers can't seem to do it correctly. And this and these guys are like, yeah, here it is. That makes me think that it's not as hard as they want us to think it is. Oh, absolutely. Dude, if you can do it <laughs> on a fucking remaster, you absolutely could do it on a new game. Yeah. We'll see. I'm I'm very interested in, in Street Fighter Six's uh, release window and all that stuff because that's gonna be very how that game comes out, whether it's an exclusive to PlayStation, whether it has rollback or not, all of that. Uh, especially because PlayStation seems to own fighting games now. Yeah, it seems. I'm, that I'm way. very interested to see how Street Fighter goes. So that's gonna be fun to see. But yeah, no, 
I'm excited for Arena Ultimax. Because it is just both games, right? Arena and Arena Ultimax. Yeah, because they, they had that DLC in the the PS3 Ultimax where you could just get the story for the first one. Yeah. So and uh, all the DLC is there with the characters and extra cosmetics and stuff. So so, na- so now, <clears throat> now on my PlayStation, I'll have every single Persona 4 title except Persona 4. Yeah. Do you have the uh, the dancing yeah, one that came with... Bought the big edition, yes. Yeah, so nice. I, I now have all of yeah. I have every piece of Persona Four content except four on my PlayStation Five. See, I've never tried to play the dancing games on the actual console because rhythm games to me feel like they need to be on a handheld. Yeah, well, it's definitely it's definitely a lot easier on PlayStation since the face buttons and the the side buttons are all aligned. Yeah. Um, it's, it's why, like, I'd prefer to play a fighting game on a, a PlayStation than an Xbox because of that. Like, I'd rather use, like, D-pad versus control stick. Yeah. Um, or just be on Switch and have a fucking fight pad that you can take with you. Yeah, there's, a. have seen a lot of different tutorials on how to convert a Joy-Con, just like a single Joy-Con into a Switch fight pad. The, I, it's like, it's like 60 or more dollars, but there's like that, uh, Wolf Den has it, that really thin fight pad. Mm-hmm. I want to get one. Yeah, I'm not playing fighting games, but just like that alone, where I'm like, I could pull that out somewhere and be like, hey, see, I'm good, and I'm gonna get my ass beat. But like, still, yeah, I think it would be cool to make one, just oh, yeah. like buy one of those uh, shitty USB controllers that you can get at GameStop and just like tear it down and build a little box, put graphics on it and stuff. The uh, Wolfden also did his own little like uh, controller thing, mm-hmm. where he instead of buttons, they're uh, well, it's still the same buttons, but he put like a keyboard clicks on them mm. so everything has that clicky sound to it nice she puts that on like all his shit which makes this controller sound cooler yeah so i want one too but um yeah so cool personas coming out anything else no that's been pretty much it it's it's been a lot of elden ring like every night oh i did play uh fortnite with scott last night oh, that yeah. was that was fun i haven't played fortnite in a while and i hadn't seen scott in a while so we hopped on and started playing and some some girl on Scott's friend list joined in. She was like, hey, uh, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch because you, Scott. And then Scott sent me a Snapchat that was like, I have no fucking idea who this is. <laughs> and I was like, of course you don't, Scott. Yeah. So that was Sounds fun. like Scott. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But yeah, that's been about it. What have you been up to? Uh, I Due to my love of D&D and my love of comics, uh, I've been watching Comic Story and this uh, D&D campaigns. Nice. Which, if you have not watched them, you should. They're hilarious as shit. They actually do comic-themed ones, don't they, sometimes? Campaign 1 is Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. <laughs> Hell yeah. Campaign 2 is Red Hood and Arsenal. <laughs> and I'm I'm on the Red Hood Arsenal one. And th- so what happened is, so if you know who the comic story and group is, it's uh, Dan, which is their editor, mm-hmm. Andy, which is... Benny's brother, Benny the comic story, and I think their friend, who I think has worked for them, Houston. Mm-hmm. They're the main ones who show up on this, so it's four people. Dan, who's playing Arsenal, just distracted a whole bar by singing karaoke. So he did he did Sweet Caroline, <laughs> Thunderstruck, and uh Rocket Man. While Andy as Jason is sneaking down to some satanic little back room. 
And then and they keep cutting back to, to Roy, and he's like, "Sweet Caroline." <laughs> well, I love how he sees set up. He goes, "Okay, so when, I'm gonna sing Sweet Caroline, and so when when we go Sweet Caroline, blah blah blah. When they do the blah blah blah, you need to get out the door." And, and it's this whole thing, and because so what they did is they add this thing called a hero point, which is apparently a part of another game mm-hmm. where you only get one per like session, I think. But if you do it, it's pretty much an instant nat twenty. If the DM allows it. I like that. And that's how he, he pretty much said, I'll, yeah, here's your distraction. And he uh, he's had to, I think, roll to keep the distraction going. Mm. And that's that's how he got to Thunderstruck <laughs> and then Rocket Man. Hell yeah. Uh, Houston's playing Damien. And he they, they fit, by the way, each of these people are playing those roles really well. Houston is being a very obnoxious little shit who's also trying to be way in over his head. Like, he went to the... It was so funny because he's like... Him and Jason did a thing where they're like, who can solve this crime the best? And Houston, because he's out of costume, walks up to the police. I'd like to help with this investigation. And Damien's 11. (laughs) So Benny obviously goes, aren't you too young for this? (laughs) And like so there's that. that, but their Booster Gold Blue Beetle one's also really funny. I uh, saw a really funny, just the fact that you brought up Booster Gold brought this up in my mind, but I saw a really funny TikTok. Was it Harley Quinn? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's Booster Gold. I'll Let buy me buy you a drink. Hey. Oh, hey, it's Booster Gold. <laughs> I I love, see, that's my thing is I, so here's, I want to see Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle, mm. but I also want to see Ted Cord's Blue Beetle because that means we get Booster Gold. Yeah. I want to, like, that's my thing is that'd be the best. Like, you want to, you want to get James Gunn on anything, a Booster Gold Blue Beetle adventure through time and multiverse shit would be the greatest thing because holy fuck, dude. They could just backdoor pilot that into uh, Homelander season two, I think. Peacemaker? Whatever. (laughs) Fucking red, white, and blue man. Did you see the the boys season three trailer, by the way? No, I didn't. I've been meaning to watch it. I saw the... I said in the group chat. I saw the teaser that they put out where it's just Billy Butcher saying, hey, there's a teaser. But I haven't sat down and watched it yet. Yeah, it it looks like at least again based on the the also this video still, Butcher's getting powers, which I'm all for. This also we got our first glimpse at Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy. Nice. God dang it, he it's I'm so hyped for this season. <laughs> yeah, I I love Jensen Ackles as an actor. I watched Supernatural like season one. <laughs> I thought he was great. So I still my favorite line in that show because of how poorly it ages is Sam saying something and, and literally Dean going, God, you are so gay. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause early two thousands, Dean would say it late two thousands. Dean would kick his ass for saying it <laughs> late two thousands. Dean would say, God, I am so gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently not. <laughs> Castiel would say it. Yeah. Dean's just like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. What? <laughs> yeah. Nah, that that show's fucking weird. I feel like it was a fever dream everybody collectively had. Yeah, it kind of was. It's still good though. I, I honestly, I watch more funny moments than I do the actual fucking show. Yeah. But uh, Jensen Ackles is great. Also, Red Hood, Jason Todd in the, in the Under the Hood animated movie. Um, I think he could do it good in live action i do he's too old now i think because that's the thing is jason especially in the comics is like 21 to like 30 yeah jen i don't know jensen could play adult he could play gotham like uh 
Like if they did Batman Beyond and wanted to throw Jason in there, Ooh, he could do it. Hell yeah. Um, he could also probably do Future State Gotham because it's in the future. Um, but yeah, I would I would want to. He did you see his cosplay he did of Red Hood for no. Halloween? Him and his wife did like Halloween costumes and he dressed up as Red Hood. Ooh. And I'm just like, oh, it's so cool, dude. God dang it. I'm gonna have to look that up. It's really cool. But um, yeah, boys is I'm so hyped for that. Did you see any of the diabolical shorts or whatever? I haven't seen any of it yet. I haven't really turned on Amazon in a while since my last it's rewatch great. of Invincible. It's great. My favorite one is I forget the superhero's name, but they have Michael Sarah play a uh, this fucking dweeb of a guy who's now got superpowers and they're like showing off, but he gets so addicted to the superpower drug. Mm-hmm. It's so good, and and they they got like comic accurate, the boys like uh, design wise. So it's Bill, it's Billy and all the characters, but like as they're in the comics, I like not, that. And, and I think they got different voice actors for it, for that, for some of the shorts too. Some of them are fucking insane. Like the laser baby one. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's, I'm, I'm sitting there just going like, what the fuck am I watching? I love that scene in the, the actual show. Yeah, no, they gave a full ass, like 25 minute thing. And I'm just like, great, cool. I love this. Hell yeah. Yeah. No dude. Amazon is killing it on the animation side. Yeah. Invincible, Legend of Vox Machina, and now we got the inv- the the boys animated stuff, and they're doing more shit. Um, Give Amazon fables. Based on the the art styles they're doing, yeah, it would work. I um, think so. I think. Uh, I th- honestly, I think Amazon is probably going to bring back, or I think they're going to bring in an age of adult animated shows, which is heavily needed. needed. Because yeah. right now the only animated shows ongoing that are really considered adult are really falling off. Yeah, like BoJack Horseman ended on a good note. That was like the last really. I mean, Smiling Friends is good, but it doesn't have the the heart of a BoJack Horseman. Yeah, Smiling Friends is meant to be like each episode is a fucking field trip of shit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but like, I like it though because it doesn't have the over reliance on cursing for humor. Which is really yeah. rare. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Is like to me, it's like yeah, curse words are funny, but like you know, it's really funny. Clever jokes. Yeah. If the punchline is fuck, I'm like aha, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, but smiling dude, smiling friends is great. I love that show. Same. I cannot wait for more. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's I, I need I need more of a more of mustard packet. <laughs> Same. <laughs> No, but uh, other than that, though, I've uh, I've been playing uh, more Elden Ring. Godric's a bitch, and I hate him. Yeah. Um, so I've just been going around killing other things and exploring as best I can. Um, I am. Uh, I'm just. I think I just full skipped him for a bit, so I'm exploring the map more. <laughs> just up in this little swampland area, mm-hmm. just being like, fuck it. Um, I have. I have. I'm using a long sword now. I'm not using the the axe. I'm trying to get used to the long sword. Um and I am uh I have the sacred light so I can swing a arc of light at somebody. Nice. Um which is really cool. I am now summoning shit more often because I found out how to do it and I'm like cool. So I'm throwing wolves at enemies and just kind of running around. Um I want to find the jellyfish somewhere. You um so but uh, I'm to I'm, get the jellyfish you have to go back to the round table hold. And there's a girl that looks like Red Riding Hood standing by the fire. I, okay, because you saw her in the shack, and then she shows up in the... Yeah, I already yeah, met so her. So you talk to her. 
Um, she had to go find her group or her pals or whatever. No, she basically is just like, I feel like I'm useless around here. I don't know what to do, but I'm really good at spirit tuning. And then you have to go tell the um, the armor about her, the guy that's just like clanging on that thing all day. And then he'll be like, yeah, I'll teach her a couple of things. Oh, I've, I've already done that. I just haven't talked to her after that. Okay, well, af- after that, if you go back to the round table hold, she should have sh- set up shop across the hall from him. And if you go talk to her, she'd be like, oh, I can spirit tune you, which basically means she can strengthen your summons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, and this little guy really wants to go with you. And she gives you the jellyfish. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bring that man. I'm going to bring my boy with me through the whole adventure. I also found a jellyfish shield. Yeah, I've seen that <laughs> on TikTok. All my TikTok is just thick bitches and Elden Ring. And it's honestly pretty solid. Me too. And it's turned to the point where it's more Elden Ring. Than yeah, dude. <laughs> I have way, dude, it's, it's gotten to the point where like it, it I saw a, a, a TikTok and I meant to send it to you, but it was a guy sitting here saying, you know, it's bad when, when Elden Ring is consuming everything. It's where my horny ass for you page is now Elden Ring tips and tricks. <laughs> yeah. I'm scrolling past videos of thighs just to see the next, where can I get these good runes? No, I, I've, I've been scrolling and like I stop, I scroll past a video of an Elden Ring one and then there's this really th- like thick bitch with titties out and I go, go back. I go, wait, go back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, wait, what, where's that weapon? What do you, how do you do that? Speaking of women, there's a very emotional moment. I'm, Kind of, I basically am at the halfway point now, I think. Of Elden Ring? Yeah. Nice. But um, I got to the capital naturally instead of being teleported there. <laughs> and, oh, nice. Uh, I still haven't found a teleportation thing. They're they're kind of few and far between. Are like they said, random or are they in set spots? They're in set spots, Okay, I so think. I just haven't gotten them. Yeah, but... um, I'm, I'm very careful. I'm like, do I want to risk it opening this chest? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you get to the capital... And then I hadn't seen her in a while, but Melina appears to you again. And uh, there's some very emotional stuff that happens there. And then you kind of are on your own for a bit. Nice. So uh, that was, that broke me for a little bit. And then I got to the boss and I was like, holy shit, I'm back on it. Hell yeah. So I I can't wait for you to get to that point because I want to know your thoughts about. It's going to be a minute because like I'm, the way that I'm playing Elden Ring is I, I, the thing is, like now, I feel like I'm now too far to start a new file. Yeah, but so, if but, you're but, if you're in the swamplands, I would recommend going to the um, just the academy and doing that boss first mm-hmm. because that boss does have a great rune and she's super easy. Like uh, you basically, she's a caster, but she holds this little um, yeah like egg thing that's like the fucking Death Stranding baby. Nice, and she floats around in a little golden bubble. And there's all these other, like, half clones that can't walk, so they're just, like, dragging themselves around and, like, cooing at you and stuff, and it's really weird. But, um, there's a bunch of them that can fuck you up, but if you strike one that has, like, is casting the golden thing, it'll break her bubble and she'll fall, and then you can just wail on her. And then there's, there's a second phase where it's like, okay, you're in this empty Kingdom Hearts ocean planet thing. And uh, she's just casting again, but all of her casting is kind of slow. Okay. So you can really just dodge it and wail the shit out of her. I my my next thing. By the way, sorry, I, I'm getting texts from work. If you hear that, um, the uh, I what I want to do. So my my next goal is to find a set of armor because I want to get armor that's. I'm trying to find more lighter armor, or at least boost my levels enough that like, it doesn't fucking matter what armor yeah. I'm getting. Um, but, uh. Because you want to be, what, below, like, a certain threshold, right? 
Yeah, there's... It's um, like you want to be below 70% of your weight. It's like an equip load thing. Yeah. But there is a talisman you can get. I can't remember where I found it, but it lightens your equip load no matter what you have on. I The talisman that I have right now is uh, one that just, like, more attack, and then on horseback I do more damage. Nice. Which I'm sticking with that for a while. Yeah, that one is very good. I think I constantly have that one equipped. And I, uh, I finally got the Golden Scarab. Nice. So the uh, I found a boss fight. I don't know actually. I remember where I found it, but it's in one of those like tree spots. Not the golden trees, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But it was like a, a, a this is fucking dude standing by the tree, and I, I beat him on horseback. It just because I'm just like ah fuck it, and I, I was fighting him. I kept losing, kept losing till finally I found that talisman. And I came back on horseback. I'm like oh, motherfucker, bet. <laughs> and I saw a visual difference on a damage, and I'm like oh. Yes. I love it when you, like, you've upped your strength, you've got the best weapon you can get, and then you, like, whack somebody, and it's like, okay, here's, like, an eighth of their health. Dude, that's what I'm waiting for, is, like, if I can do damage to somebody, and it's like, oh. Oh, like, because that was, um, uh, like, when I was fighting the fucking, like, river fucker. Mm-hmm. I, I There's did, another one, by the way, that I found. I found. A, I found another one, too. I haven't fought him yet, but I'm just like, okay, good to know. Um... I didn't fight him because I figured he'd be more strong because uh, he's it's it's same the same shit. pretty okay. much. <laughs> well, because the reason because there, there was a regular NPC who fucking threw lightning at me near him and yeah. I went oh fuck and I ran at the capital. They can pretty much all do that. It yeah, fucking sucks and the I, the grace points are few and far between. That's the thing is that like I feel like Limegrave starts you off by going grace everywhere and then as you continue on it's just like less grace. Yeah, figure it out. I was uh I was talking to a friend because he was thinking of getting Elden Ring and I literally had to tell him, do you like hard games? He's like, I can deal with some difficulty. And I went, no, 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 no. Do you like a game that doesn't treat you like it needs to tell you everything? Mm-hmm. Like, and I told him, when a tutorial pops up, don't skip it. Read it. This is important. Um, I told him, like, you have to figure some things out, which I like that this game does not hold your hand at all. I, I absolutely love that. It makes me feel like I'm discovering everything and that I'm the guy that's like, okay, I figured this world out myself. Well, yeah, because despite all the tips that I've been getting on, on TikTok, but uh, um, there was a, like, a bunch of Horizon devs apparently got pissed at this game. Yeah, we, uh, we yeah. talked about that on the, the last one, I think. But. Yeah, but like it, it's where they were saying, like, oh, the user experience isn't the same, which they're not talking about UI. I want to get that in perspective. They're not talking about the shit on the screen. They're talking about how the game treats the player. And to me, I'm like, this is the one game that is treating me like I'm not a dumbass. Yeah. I don't need to be told every second where something is. If I forgot, that's on me. Yep. If, uh, if I'm not like... I don't know, man. Like, now that you've played this, because you haven't really dabbled too much into Souls, right? Necessarily. Uh, I I went really hard into Bloodborne and really hard into Dark Souls three, and I dabbled a little bit in Demon Souls. I did not like Dark Souls two. No and, one did. Um, Dark Souls one, I played a fair bit of, but out of them, um, Bloodborne and Dark Souls three have been my favorites up until now. Because the thing is, having played Elden Ring so much. My stance on the easy mode debate, I was kind of in like, I mean, at it, who cares? Now I'm very vehemently on the don't you dare. Yeah. Because like, that's the whole, like, cause I see a lot of people who are saying like, I just want to play this game casually, you know, on my off time. Like, that's not how you're supposed to play. Like, I get it. The problem is that if you, if you literally take away the difficulty, the game is not good. 
because yeah. now it's like, why do you need to go search for a different weapon or a different thing? Why, like, you could just go through the bosses and beat the game in, like, probably a sitting. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, is this game is meant to be played, like, while exploring and going off the beaten path. The story is also barely there. Mm-hmm. So if you're expecting to play this, like, a Witcher 3 on easy, you're, it's not going to be that. Yeah. So like I to me it's like oh if you take a, if you take away the difficulty the game is not going to be good cuz you're probably going to sit there and go well I don't see what the point is like what like oh why is everybody freaking out about this game Yeah it a lot of people I can just say just don't get it But um well and it's been my thing where I, to me and I've said this all the time not every game needs to be for everyone Exactly I I fucking hate fighting games. I'm not good at them, but I would never tell them to make it easier because it effectively ruins it. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is that example where oh, I can just keep pressing the same button and do combos anyway. Yep. I was bored. Yet, but it was boring. Yet they they made it easier for me, the guy who doesn't like fighting games. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll still try fighting games, but I'm not good at them. That's when I say when I say I hate them. That's what I mean. That's why I like playing fighting games locally because none of my friends are pro fighting game players, so it's kind of an even playing ground. But like, and it can I, still be fun. It's one of the things where I would never ask that, right? Because that's what those games are meant to be. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, like, which is funny considering what Final Fantasy is doing. But I would never ask somebody to change a turn-based combat system into an action one because I like action better. Right. If they do it, I'm not going to say no, but I would never ask a company. Like, I'm not going to see a turn-based game and go, it should be action. Yeah. And then get pissy when it's not action. Like, it's the same thing here where it's like, the whole point of these games is to be difficult as shit and, but rewarding. Like, it's rewarding difficulty. It's not just difficult for the sake of difficult. Every Everything in that game is a meticulous design point whether it be bosses uh, doing a certain thing or, oh, you found this thing after you beat this boss and now that thing will lead you. It's a whole, everything is tied. It's great. Yeah, I <clears throat> I know they're not going to, but I would really like to see the next Jedi game do this where it's just one set difficulty, yeah. run through it. and Definitely not because Star Wars has to be for everybody. Yeah. Um, but I know we're going to get another Calcast this game. But I'm going to be completely honest with you. Give me an alien to play as. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like at this point, it's like every main character in Star Wars is a fucking human. Yeah. Like. And then Ahsoka. (laughs) Yeah. Like, she's the one. And we all love Ahsoka. So give us more. Let me play as a Twi'lek. Let me play as a a Wookiee. There's a fucking Wookiee Jedi in the High Republic era. Give me, let me, like. I want to see that. Like, could you imagine ripping someone's arm off and then forcing them away? <laughs> be insane. Like, I I want to see like some alien ass shit. That's why I like Thrawn. Thrawn's such a really good villain, both in the Legends and the new continuity. That like I love seeing the world through his eyes. Like reading the newer Thrawn trilogy, not the newest one, I guess the the Ascendancy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like the Thrawn trilogy they made for Disney canon is great. Joey was telling me about this Jedi in Legends that was literally a hut Jedi. Mm-hmm. And he apparently was like the strongest motherfucker ever. And he could have been a god if he trained, but he just was too lazy and it's refused a hut. to do He's that. He's lazy. So, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I think that would be really interesting to see something like that in canon. Again, I understand why, because, like, especially in the live action side of things, because makeup and all that shit. But, like, 
I don't know, give me an alien. Like, it's a video game. You can literally let me be as weird as I want to be. That's another thing I liked about Visions, the bunny girl. Like, Hell, fucking yeah. The the design, the character, everything about her is perfect. To be fair, everything about Visions is perfect. Even Thanks. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's punk band. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, by the way, seeing that in English and then in Japanese. You're just like, a very clearly, I like one over the other. Uh-huh. But as someone who grew up listening to pop punk, I respect the hell out of the hustle. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's... <laughs> but yeah, no, let me be, let me be some weird-ass alien. Uh, that's what I want to... But yeah, the new Jedi game. That's the thing is, I wonder what devs are going to take from Elden Ring being such a big success. Because I saw a tweet that said, all these new devs are going to say, we need to make our games harder, but all they're going to add is a double jump on a horse. <laughs> yeah. and it's like yeah all right i i just i my thing is i'm like just i'm gonna get into this when i i'll actually lead into this yeah i also played the dawn of ragnarok uh dlc for uh, valhalla which i've not finished and i probably won't for a while because god dang it that game immediately is like go there see that go there and it's like can i explore and i explore there's nothing to explore and I'm just like, all right, whatever. So I'm just going to the next thing. And then I'm just like, this is so boring. Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to stick to the more linear stuff for a while. Yeah. After playing uh, yeah. Elden Ring. Because, dude, it ruined open world for me. Because, like, I'm literally playing. And, and you, I talked fondly about Valhalla. Pretty yeah, sure on this podcast. You did. And I played Dawn of Ragnarok. And it's, and it's not Ragnarok's fault. I'm sure if I played this before Elden Ring, I would have liked it. Mm-hmm. The problem is Elden Ring ruined open world gaming for me for a bit. Where I'm, I, When I finish Elden Ring, I will take a fucking break. Um, because Jesus, dude. like, I'm very interested to see how I feel about Kirby after this. Because it's it's like open world Kirby. Extremes. It's, yeah, it's the, the very opposite end. But like, I always like Kirby games. Well, I think Kirby, you're not going in expecting... Like huge open world, like that's extravagance. True. You're going expecting a fun kids game that's gonna have some eldritch horror as some final boss. You get to the end of uh, the Kirby game and it's just fucking Margaret again. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna hear me from your house. You're just going fuck. <laughs> just like fuck. God dang it. Kirby becomes the Elden Lord. I I mean it fits in the lore somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I love Kirby's mouthful mode thing because it's like Kirby is a, is a bottomless pit of void, yet somehow a car doesn't fit. Where it's like, oh, I guess there are limits to Kirby's vor. Don't vor call hole. it that. <laughs> what is vor powers? It's not vor powers. What is it then? It's fucking inhalation vor. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, no, and on, on the topic of Donner Ragnarok, it so far it seems fine, but uh, from what I gather on Twitter, the ending is is kind of cliffhangery, because I think this is supposed to be year two of Valhalla. So they're not doing an Assassin's Creed game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we might, we, I think we're going to get another DLC, and then they're saying they're going to do a little mini side game that's tied to Valhalla but standalone. Um, they're going to put that one on the Vita. No. <laughs> It seems like it's going to be... Well, so what they said about this one is going to be more like an original Assassin's Creed game. And oh, it's, fuck. It, I'll play that one. Well, and here's, well, here's why. It's Basim, the, the guy from Valhalla, as the new modern-day protagonist. For reasons. You have to play Valhalla to figure that out. Um, he's going to be the new guy, and it's a side game set in some area, and he's doing his thing. But um, 
Yeah, it's supposed to be... It's still going to be an action RPG, but they said it's more stealth-focused, more of a linear story progression. Um, but it's still going to be the... It's based on Valhalla. So it's going to be Valhalla, probably Valhalla's combat and all that shit, but then linear stealth adventure. <laughs> Interesting. I'm I'm very optimistic, cautiously optimistic for that one, because like, I like the newer Assassin's Creed games. Probably not as much now that I've played Elden Ring. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I need to see that before I get hyped for it. So we'll see what Ubisoft sh- shows up with this year at Not E3. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Not E3. I hope there's some good stuff there. Yeah, who knows. Uh, but yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'll, I don't know when I'll finish Donna Ragnarok because I bought it like way back when I was playing Valhalla saying, yeah, I'll definitely play this. Like, I love Valhalla. And then Elden Ring came out and was like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. So I wish I would have saved my money, but whatever. Um, I've also been playing another game that has been sucking my soul out. Uh, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. I got the demo and then I pre-ordered it immediately and got it early. So I'm not going to pick up my physical copy of GameStop. They can suck a dick. Nice. Um, GameStop hasn't been getting as many physical games. I'm just going to order shit off Amazon now. Like, I think I'm done with GameStop, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are. I'm going to try to get, like, the bigger stuff there, like all the first-party Nintendo stuff and all that, because they usually do some kind of, like, here's a set of pins or some shit Yeah, like, if if me pre-ordering gets me some cool shit, I'll do it there. Mm -hmm. But Stranger Paradise is, ironically, being a Souls kind of clone, it is a very good reprieve from Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Because where Elden Ring is this very, it you know treats itself super seriously, and it's this big open world, and it, it's such a brilliantly made game. What I really needed to take the edge off, ironically, was some 2006 Edge Boy Final Fantasy shit. Because uh-huh. God dang it, I'm gonna show you some clips uh, after the podcast. But oh boy, Jack Garland is my new favorite Final Fantasy protagonist. God dang it. Yeah, this game really took you back to your roots, huh? Dude, when I tell you that I I swear to God, this felt like it could have come out on like the PSP in the way that it feels. Not gameplay, just like the the, the, the story the, and the, writing. The, the story writing and like the the um, I'm having nostalgic flashbacks for an era of Square Enix that I didn't know I needed. Because I mean that's the last time that Final Fantasy 1 really got its due was on the PSP. Well, so, okay, here's the thing. So, Final Fantasy... This is very clearly not that Final Fantasy 1. Um, no, Final Fantasy 1, on the even on the PSP, still plays and feels like fantasy. This is Square Enix shit. Like, that's the thing. This... Case and fucking point. Your characters are in modern clothing. <coughs> fucking Ash is this big, buff-ass black dude... With dreads, a wife beater, a, he's got a checkered shirt tied at his wrist with some fucking sneakers. Yeah. And and he's just there in the city and nobody questions what they look like. Jack is wearing a shirt that's like coming off one end. He's got military combat boots and skinny jeans. And then you got Jed, who is prompto but with red hair. Yeah. And these guys look like they stepped out of a boy band catalog, except Jack. Jack somehow looks like an angry stepdad who's just trying to be a good father but doesn't understand how to do it. Uh-huh. Um, and it's so fucking weird. I'm just glad Garland is still wearing some kind of armor. 
So that's the funny thing. And this is a theory. I don't know yet. But they're not trying to hide it, so I think I'm correct. Uh, Jack Garland is just Garland. Well, I mean, that seems to be the case. But here's the thing. He's also the Warrior of Light. <laughs> what the fuck? Apparently, that's a thing, because Final Fantasy 1, within 10 minutes of starting OG Final Fantasy 1, time travel is introduced like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, from the start, Square has been weird as fuck with their shit. But the rumor, or at least the theory of OG Final Fantasy 1 was that Garland was the Warrior of Light in another timeline, and Chaos got to him. In this game, they start with saying, you need to go find the Knight Garland. He had this really exquisite armor and this whatever. He, he used to be a warrior, and we don't know what happened to him. And you're like, okay. And then you meet this guy, this thing in the in the thing who's wearing a very nice suit of armor, and it's like, oh, shit, is that Garland? And the guy goes, no, I am Chaos. So this is like Bioshock Infinite Final Fantasy. <laughs> Dude, I, it's... You need to play it to understand it, but... um. It's funny because all the stuff that I'm talking about is uh, probably a negative for most people. So I'll. I, I, I mean, it sounds like the kind of shit that I would like that I begrudgingly admit. No, that's a, it, <laughs> So it's the thing where I'm. Let me tell you that. Like, I begrudgingly admit that I kind of like DMC Devil May Cry. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, like, the gameplay in that game is ga- amazing. It's the, it's the, the music s- is great. It's the same shit where the gameplay and music and everything else is really good. The story and like art design is just very questionable. It's just corn. Corn, pretty, corn, corn. Yep. But, dude, <laughs> it's funny because, like, as a game, this is taking Neo 2 and just evolving it a bit, mm. but with Final Fantasy backdrop. So it's the job system, and you can switch on the fly. So you, you literally, like, pressing the on Xbox Y button, so the top face button, switches. You can have two classes at a time. So I'm going from, like, big-ass sword to spellcaster, and it's great. Interesting. Um, you, your two uh, side characters are just, you know, there, um, but you can you can have them go apeshit, like, pressing on the D-pad to this corresponding person. Let's them just go apeshit, so they'll, like, use all of their abilities, and, like, they all of a sudden become... Really, sh- they, they go from like kind of just their AI to aggressive, and it's like, oh, cool. So, anytime I need to dip back and just be like, you take care of it, I'm like, I press both and let them go ham. Nice. Um, uh, it's I bet that's something that they would use in a future Kingdom Hearts. Well, so here's the funny thing about this, right? It's co op as well, really, three person co op. Wow, awesome. I'm saying you and that. Yeah, hop on. There is some downsides of the co-op. Apparently, if you're if you are one of the co-op partners, you don't level up, but mm-hmm. Jack will because you play as Jack in the base game. But uh, you apparently there's more pe- there's more characters to unlock. So you got your, your your little three pretty boys, and apparently you can unlock two girls along the way. Which ironically, compared to the three guys, the two girls just look normal, which is hilarious to me because usually it's the other way around. Yeah. Um. But yeah, usually the, they're wearing dental flosses outfits. No, they're just again, it's the same shit they're wearing, which is modern clothes. Yeah. Um, the queen Sarah, she is obviously because in the main, she is like the love interest kind of. Um, I don't know what the this game is so fucking weird because they're already already establishing that maybe chaos isn't a thing you can kill. Mm-hmm. And Jack is really upset by this knowledge because his whole job is I need to kill chaos. And then when they find out, oh, Chaos is a being, he got real happy. It's, dude, my favorite thing, and it's one of the clips I'll show you, is this guy goes, and my name, and he goes, I don't fucking care. <laughs> and and the guy goes, 
okay. <laughs> <laughs> this this game is so. Jack is a JRP, JRPG protagonist who fucking hates playing JRPGs. <laughs> so he he's he's the guy who's aggressively pressing the skip button when cutscenes happen. But he's in the cutscenes, so now he can tell people to fuck off. He sounds like Captain Yami. Dude, he's great. Like, I, every other character is, like, kind of bland. Like, Jed and Ash are just kind of bland side characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queen Sarah or Princess Sarah, I don't fucking know. She's also kind of bland. Jack is the star of the show. Because, dear God, is he just, like... It's so good. I cannot wait to show you this scene. Because that was the reason I decided to buy the game. Because mm-hmm. I got to it in the demo. <laughs> and I just... And immediately after seeing the scene, I was looking, like, mouth... A just dr- jaw dropped and just went all right went to the store and immediately pressed pre-order it was th- it was the one thing because i'm like oh yeah, this is pretty fun and then i saw that scene i went oh i need this now so yeah highly recommend that if you want some campy shit with some good like some pretty good combat there there are definitely some problems i think um i mean it's kind of the same shit you see it's a very faster souls like because it's like neo but it's faster even than neo so, like, your dodge isn't, like, a dodge roll. It's, like, a full, like, sidestep. Um, all your your sword swipes and everything are faster. Um, you're getting loot like nobody's fucking business. So, I'm, like, I'm already, like, changing that's, loot that's like great. nobody. So, it's... And, again, it's a it's an action RPG. Um, the job system is great. Um, I've already unlocked... So, I have warrior or, like, the big sword... Uh, dagger, uh, like, rogue, like pretty much warrior, rogue, and magic, and then pugilist, which is the fighter or monk. I have lancer, which is oh, broken as fuck. Yeah. Uh, mage, which is really good because you would just step the fuck back and just swing your shit at people. Which they also, the mage, like, that's the thing. Every, every character is a melee build that has something extra. So if you're greatsword, you just damage. Lancer can do, can like go from long range, close range, whatever. So Lancer um, is Dragoon without the title. You can get Dragoon. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, that's the thing is every class can lead to more advanced class. It's dude, the fucking level system. So this one doesn't have like souls and shit you lose upon impact. Mm-hmm. You just die. But you still have the same kind of bonfire-esque save points that are just these little cube that, I don't know, it's fucking weird. But yeah, no, it's great. The, the combat and like, there it you can actively switch jobs because if you find a good weapon even though your job levels ass the weapon's good so you're still going to do damage and then you get to level that shit up and just switch your job in the middle of the game interesting it's very good the con like again this game is very good combat wise because from the neo devs so they know what the fuck they're doing yeah and then you just get final fantasy bullshit but like final fantasy 13 era bullshit where it's like you had to just it was one of those where you just kind of had to be there for it yeah to like it and even then but god dang it this game i'm honestly i kind of want more games to do this where we get because movies do this all the time right so we have we can have the batman then also have spider-man home uh whatever the new one was no way home but then you can but then and then you can have like the last duel and then fucking fast and furious over here yeah. Where it's like, I know what I'm getting with a Fast and Furious title. I'm not expecting just stellar performances and some fucking like excellent storytelling. I'm here to see some cool shit. Ah oh, shit. Oh. Let's see if it did it. 
possible computer problem, boys. No, we're still going. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, my whole laptop like shut off, kind of, so. But hey, it's still recorded. Speaking of which, we've been going for a while. <laughs> we've been going for an hour 30. All right, let's let's cut it short with this little story I have to tell you. All right, cool, go ahead. I, um, ever since we listened, or not listened, but we did our episode about the, uh, the canceled games. Yep. I, uh, I've been thinking a lot about Somnus, the song. And uh, I was driving home from work the other day, and I put on the instrumental version because that's that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Where they replace the vocals with the violin. I was driving home from work, and I just started crying. <laughs> and I was just I was just sitting in traffic, listening to this beautiful violin, and people were like looking over at me, going like. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, this is the best thing about Somnus. The instrumental version is great. Yeah, and you're like cool. But then it's like to me, what they did so well with that is that when. It's when you have the vocals one is that one feels like it was earned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you start instrumental or whatever, but then you go and you get vocals and it's like, oh, something changed. Because Somnus with instrumental is beautiful. Somnus with vocals is almost foreboding yeah. and very dark. And you're like, oh, okay. But yeah, dude, fucking 15 had a great soundtrack. Absolutely. But yeah. So yeah, I think we'll call it there. Uh, definitely uh, go play go play Elden Ring if you want it, and then go play Final Fantasy because some goofy ass shit. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're hopefully um, there might be some confusion or probably sometime in April. I don't know when uh, I will be moving out of my parents' house, so I'll be getting an apartment. So we'll have a new spot to record now. Um, Although it's gonna be weird, I, I kind of feel bad for making you drive to Cool Springs just to record a podcast. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. But on one hand, it'll I'll I'll take you to Matt's after that because it'll be twenty minute drive for me. Hell yeah! But um, so we're uh I'll be doing that. So there might be like one or two weeks if if we don't record an extra podcast in between then to put out, there might be like a week or two that we might be missing us for a bit. I'm also going to MTech. For a weekend. Hey, when is that? That is April fifteenth to the eighteenth. I I've, believe. Okay, so I, I, I just, I need. Are the tickets still on sale? Yeah, you, it's cheaper to buy them beforehand. Um, but I bought mine two years ago for the one that got canceled oh, yeah. and then got canceled. So mine have been literally rolling over every year. And uh, I'm actually staying with um, my sister Devony and Paul, so it'll be like a little vacation away. I might just because of how close that might be to me moving out. I probably I probably won't be able to do that. Yeah, it, I mean, if you went, I feel like you'd spend a lot of money. So. Yeah, so I definitely my because my rent's gonna be about six hundred a month. Yeah, so I definitely don't need to spend that much. I'm gonna have to control. I'm gonna start like having to pick games, just based on okay, how likely am I gonna like this one yeah. versus uh, on release as I usually did because I I lived at home where I pay, barely pay anything. Yeah, true. So it's gonna be different, but hey, we'll have a spot to to record and do a podcast uh hopefully hopefully we'll we'll, again we keep saying it but we'll figure something out for videos and stuff but the day you move out is the day me you and matt go and get some tattoos uh let me see about that rent first and the money (laughs) to spend but we'll see you can just get like a little like class symbol on your ankle from final fantasy well because i i've still said i want to get 15 like like stencil art thingy whatever like logo somewhere I want to get it on my arm, but I think it will be too small, so I might get it on my back. I mean, if you did it, like, on your bicep, I think it would be big enough. I'm either going to do it there or, like, back, like, shoulder blade, 
like or like kind of there, which is gonna hurt. But yeah, I uh, mean it's better than getting it like on your. Hand I'm not getting hand tats. Like all mine are gonna be arm and maybe back. Yeah. Like I don't I don't plan on getting like anything more than just wrist to elbow, <laughs> and that's it. I I think I I want a lot, but uh, I think once my my arms and upper body are filled, then I'll move on to the legs, <laughs> just for more canvas space. Yeah, when I when I move out though, I will be getting a tattoo at some point because now because it's kind of thing. So my, I think my parents kind of know they might I don't know if they know that I drink, but it's one of the things where it's like I, I th- think they know. Well, so here's what I mean, right? They probably know that I have drank before, or 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 they know because like oh he's moving out. So they started giving me that talk of like look it's your decision, you have to deal with the consequences, yada yada yada, things like that. So I think so. What what I'm gonna yeah we'll see how that works. But it it uh I will be more free, but also not as free. Yeah, you'll have more personal freedoms. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but hey, I I got a raise at work so. Yeah, this will hopefully go well because I'm I've built a budget timing on that. I've built a budget on uh based on like kind of a little bit around my base pay. Mm-hmm. So hopefully with that I'll be I think set because we get a hella tips at Moe's. True. So I'll probably be like probably a good like two hundred to three hundred more on that number. It's good that you budgeted around the base pay too because that that, that's very smart you don't want to bank on well because on one hand it's like i know for a fact i'm never going to actually just get my base pay because we're always going to get tips whether it be catering or in store right but it's just better to do that because that's the only consistent payment i'll get right that's that's what you're guaranteed you don't want to overblow it or something like that yeah so but i'm i'm excited uh, I, i'm gonna whenever i actually know the dates that i'm moving out that'll probably be when i do something because i already know i have tuesday off so just to help the schedule work better just be like hey just can i have tuesday wednesday thursday and then move in and and take i might just say fuck it and take a week off and just be like move in kind of experience being alone for a bit yeah or with a roommate but you know like away from my parents Cause, the, cause you know, you know those. It, it was a bit different, like when you either where you went to college or you go to like a camp for a week. Yeah, because you know you're coming back at some point. Yeah, so this will be this will be one of those where it's it's not to say not that I couldn't come back, but it's one of those where you're like, well, I I'm I'm out. It's yeah. me. This is your this is your shot. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I'm gonna have because I'm gonna have to do a lot of thinking about that too, because you know I I think I have like what one more year on my parents' insurance. Yeah, mine ends in November. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when mine ends because I it, it's dependent on the things. I think mine ends when I hit twenty six, not twenty five. It's it's pretty much twenty six for everyone. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I will because I turned twenty five this year. So, so yeah, we'll see. Yep. But yeah, guys, thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, as always, take it sleazy. <laughs>